Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Where guests on the show receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris is open for takeout and delivery through DoorDash. Maggie Taylor and Chef Altoff will take care of you at Roos Chris. They're open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. As we welcome back to the show, as we do every Tuesday for the horses and horse racing in Alberta, Mark Spector. We're going to tell you that the horses remain in training. They continue receiving the utmost in care. Stay safe, and we'll see you at the races when it's safe to do so. Hello, Mark Spector. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good, Bobby. Uh, after she's maybe that? one of the best, best. Horses had all year last night, eh? That was a hell of a game, eh? Oh man! Well, because it was, you know, sometimes we watch a one nothing game and we complain and nothing's happened, but that wasn't the case. Alan uh, Price made some saves. Alan stood in his head. Mike Smith had less work, but stopped everything except for the you know stall off the skate. But there was lots going on in a one nothing game, and you could see the Oilers. You know, it was it was, uh, it was a race against the clock, right? They were pushing and pushing and pushing. They weren't going away. They weren't cheating for their chances, Bob, and giving up a bunch of great A's for Montreal. They were hanging on to defensive posture, but continuing to push, and you just kept looking at the clock saying, you know, I wonder if they'll break through, right? I wonder if they'll break through, and boom, the last nine minutes, they really broke through. Yeah, I know Jack tweeted after the game last night, that wasn't a 4-1 game. He's right. No, it wasn't. It was a, what it was was a hell of a game. It was an old-school slobber knocker. It was playoff intensity in the regular season, man. It was no country for old Ben Hockey. And the Canadians started it, and the Oilers answered back despite having a smaller team. you got to love that spec. Well, and and playoff refereeing, too, right? I mean, those zebras. You know, Mark Jonette, we always talk about him. He calls the least penalties in the league every year. Uh, you know, but I think in the end this is good for Edmonton Bob. Like we watch teams go in the playoffs that are power play teams, and power plays go away in the playoffs. And and you know if you're waiting to rely on your power play to win playoff games, a lot of years you don't get those power plays. And you know what, Edmonton got four last night. I a think lot. Four, four they got two. a lot. They got a lot. They got two more than I thought they were. I thought they'd get right. one or two. Right? They got a they lot. They got plenty. They got plenty. The, the Habs. It reminds me of the Sedins, Bob. The Sedins, you could push the Sedins around, you could cross-check them, you could do whatever you want to them. They never really gave it back to you. They gave it back to you in the power play, right? That's how the Sedins got back at you. And you know what? Montreal style is going to work 
if the Oilers can't score in the power play. That style's not going to work if they bury a couple power play goals. They're not going to play that way against Edmonton if Edmonton's power play delivers. You know, it's funny, Mark, uh, and it was Edmonton's best players giving it back, right? Like, you know, McDavid and the Canadians, you know, that, that top four is huge. When they get Sherratt back in the lineup, they're playing him with Weber, who's better when he plays with Sherratt. And then Edmondson, I'm still for the life of me. What the hell is Doug Armstrong doing? I mean, that's a guy. Good-looking player, right? Right? Like, they had that big rate. They had Pareko playing uh, with Bo Meester, and Jay unfortunately suffered the uh, cardiac arrest on the bench that ended his career. And then they had, uh, you know, say Jay and, and Pareko together, and then they, then they had Edmondson and Petrangelo together. Big, rangy defense, and now he's got a couple small six-footers that can move the puck, but St. Louis isn't the same team. They, You know, they got Falk for Edmondson now, so Berge goes out and brings in Edmondson. That's a tough defense. I mean, that's a tough, big defense, and the Oilers fought through it. But Mark, it was, it was Connor McDavid, and it was Leon Drysaddle that set the way physically. And Leon crossed. You know, Leon can be a little dirty sometimes. You know that. And he got the stick up and gave the business. I think was it on Josh Anderson. That I'm trying to think of who it was. Well, he made he made Josh Anderson skate through his stick. Josh yeah. Anderson was coming to hit Drysaddle again, yeah. and Drysaddle yeah. said, "Okay." I've been hit enough tonight. You want to hit me? You got to come right through my lumber. And Josh Anderson walked off with his mouth bleeding. And yeah, it was two minute penalty. And you know what? The Oilers killed. Got to kill one. it. Got to kill it. Happily. Right. Right. And, and Mark, you and me grew up watching. You know, Mark Messier and Glenn Anderson used the stick to protect themselves on the ice. And Mark Messier would be suspended 239 times a season today in the NHL with how he played. But I don't know about you. I think most of the listeners, we can ask them right now, did you have a problem with that play from uh, Dreisaitl last night, or is that just protecting your space on the ice? Texas on the Ashley Pine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Part of me was like, oh, well, hard play, tough play. Don't mind that play, Spec. You know what I'm saying? Well, I want to see, you know, if I'm cheering for a team, I want to see my star players, my superstar guys. I'm okay. You know, sure, everyone's upset that McDavid's getting interfered with and hooked and held and caught through the neutral zone and hit and abused. And I get that. Be upset with that. That's fine. Ask for penalties. You can do what you want. I like to see a game like last night where rather than spend the night grossing at referees and crying and moaning and whining, I like to see the reaction you get out of both 97 and 29 last night. They didn't spend a lot of time whining at the referees. They kept coming. They kept working. They were giving it back. McDavid's throwing the body around a little bit. Drysaddle's doing what he did. I, I much prefer that solution, Bob. I look at a couple of superstar players last night who who push back. Uh, I'd rather a guy push back than just wait to do it in the power play. I, I You know what? I'm fine with what happened last night. It was a good test for the orders and a real good dress rehearsal for, the, for what they'll see in the playoffs, right? Yeah, absolutely, because then it becomes infectious. And, I mean, we know Archibald, I mean, he's been hitting all year. He hits every shift. You know what you're going to get out of him. But Cassian, I mean, let's not forget, Kara got knocked out of the game. It was a clean hit by Romanoff, no question. Clean hit. Right? And oh, kind yeah. of, you know, but it was one of those ones where I don't think we have the physical response on the ice from Jujar Kara if he doesn't get, you know, buckled a couple of weeks earlier by the punch from Richie, who, by the way, last night quite decisively handled Josh Brown. I was a little bit surprised by that. I knew Brett Ritchie was tough. I didn't know he was that tough. Uh, yeah. 
I was a little concerned about Kara because I didn't think that that yeah. was maybe there's something we didn't see, and that can happen. Yep. You know, well, I think he might. You, I, yeah, I know. Uh, Jason Greger mentioned during the intermission he thought he maybe got clipped a little bit earlier on in uh, the game, but that that was a strange one because it wasn't a headshot from uh, no. uh, Romanov. But you know, Mark, you can get a whip- whiplash effect. You get too quick. But where I'm going with this, talk about the infectious nature of the hits, Mark. Is Cassian Greenlight saw it? Romanov was back absolutely pulverized him with a clean hit and it was on man like then that's it was it was rollerball and ice from the mid-1970s it was a playoff and that's how the games used to be when ronnie Lowe would coach those oilers teams against dallas and dallas had a better team and more experience there was a lot of hits and it was fun spec everybody was hitting playoff hockey yeah that's you know we were talking among the media guys at the first intermission and and at that point it was mostly Montreal doing a lot of the hitting in the first period. And somebody said, Oh, Tibbet's going to tell those guys they got to hit back and they got to. And I thought to myself, I thought, no, no, Tibbet doesn't have to say anything, right? The leadership group in that room, every player in that order's room in that first intermission, they knew, right? They saw McDavid and Drysaddle getting keyed on and getting hit at every opportunity they were watching. And Eminem came out in the second period and gave back every bit as good. Uh, you know, as it was taken. And then, you know, what else, Bob? There wasn't a fight in the game, right? Nobody's dropping the gloves. I, I, I know Cassian challenged, uh, he challenged uh, uh, Anderson at one point. But whatever, like they didn't have to fight. It was just good physical hockey going both ways. And it's nice to see a game like that. It was, like you said, Bob, it was a throwback game, wasn't it? It was fun, man. Uh, by the way, how's that, <laughs> how's that trade worked out uh, for Montreal getting Anderson for how, how many times did we talk about Josh Anderson over the last three years? We've got to get that guy out of Columbus. And they, they trade Max Domi for him, and now Domi's uh, been a uh, uh, healthy scratcher the last couple games. $5.3 million cap hit. Um, I'm sure, you know, I think it's pretty obvious what's going to happen in Columbus spec is Torts' deals up at the end of this year. They won't renew him, and Domi will get a fresh start. It would not surprise me if he bounced back with a 60-65 point season. The guy wants to play center. He could be a very useful left wing somewhere. I just want to point that out. But I love Josh Anderson. Canadians made a good deal. That guy's a good oh, player. Oh, he's a good player, yeah. No, and that is a steal of a deal. Absolutely. All right, so now the question I have for you, Mark, uh, and I know you were kind enough to uh, retweet out a uh, – I was talking to uh, one of our media brethren. Uh, we'll just call him Frank for the sake of argument. And uh, we are talking about – I mentioned best records uh, since January 29th. Colorado's got the best record. The Oilers started the year three and six. Uh, basically, had just one goaltender for the first thirteen games, uh, but they started three and six in the first nine. Since that time, Edmonton has gone twenty-four nine and two. That's a seven fourteen winning percentage. Uh, that's the third best record in the league. Obviously, the best record in Canada. Uh, Colorado and Vegas have the two best records. We all concede Colorado and Vegas are legit top five or six overall teams, Mark, in the league. They're also playing in a division that's got the three California teams all rebuilding. Uh, and that needs to be stated. I mean, I don't know if Edmonton's the third best team. I don't even know if Edmonton's a top six or so. I wouldn't be as brazen as to suggest that, hey, they're one of the best eight teams in the league maybe they're somewhere six seven eight but the record over the last 35 games is pretty impressive what are we talking about here mark like what is this team right now 
Yeah, it's a, it's when you look at their lineup. You know, this is something that we all do when we watch our teams closely. You know, many is the time a team's coming to town, and I said to a, another reporter, "Man, that's a good-looking team there." And they go, "Ah, you know, this is wrong with it, and ah, they don't have enough of that." And we're all guilty of that. We follow the orders so closely, Bob, and our listeners. You know, they need a third-line center, and they don't have a left wing for Drysaddle. And you know what? Maybe you got to step back and look at a team that's that's. You know, putting up the record they're putting up here. I mean, this is since January 29th. It's, I remember seeing a good, you know, they look good in the stats in February and in early March. I thought, okay, it's a good six weeks. We're looking at all of Feb, all of March, and now almost all of April here. And they're a top five team in the NHL. So I'm with you, Bob. I have a hard time saying the Oilers are a top five NHL team. But at some point, you know, at some point, you got to look at their record and say, I'll tell you, Bob, if they had one of the fifth worst records in the league and you came on here and said to me, oh, Mark, they're not a bottom five team in the NHL. You know what I'd say to you, Bob? I'd say, look at their record. The numbers tell the story. And maybe you got to say the same thing when it's on the other end of the standings. Is that fair? Well, you'd say, Stoff, you work for the team and you're you're being kind to them. And, and, and my response on this, Mark, and why I'm not putting them in the top. Like, I do think, I will say this, with the cap space they have, with the organic growth opportunities they are going to have, I believe they're going to have a better team on paper, on paper next season. But you know what they say about on paper? It doesn't necessarily perform for you. You know? This group is playing. They're playing. Like, Winnipeg's got to... And then people say, well, they're in the Canadian division. It's not that good. Take a look at the worst Take a look at the worst three teams in the Eastern uh, division right now. You want to know why some of the numbers are... High? Take a look at the goals against Philadelphia are giving up. Buffalo. Right. New, New Jersey's 1-8. The New Jersey Devils might end up getting another top two overall pick. Buffalo might finish ahead of New Jersey. Philadelphia has given up as many goals against as Ottawa. And Ottawa, after one win in their first 12 or 13 games, has actually been a pretty good team spec. So, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, it's you know what? Maybe we're underestimating just, you know, we have two guys here. And on any given night, they can win, especially when they get some saves. Well, and you know what else? I think we... we Sometimes, and a lot of people look at a team like Edmonton that has these two great players, and they they consider that they would say, "Wow, those two guys are your whole team," you know, and and the rest of the team isn't that good, but you got those two guys. And what I think we're seeing, Bob, is now a team that's you know a team that's getting built in such a way, a team that's learning how to play when your two superstars are your two superstars and they're filling in around the edges and you know we're watching a team where the rest of the team is pretty good now and not giving up much you know the the Oilers are going to win most shifts when McDavid and or Drysaddle are on the ice and the rest of the Oilers now they got a bunch of guys that can hold their own here and guys that aren't giving up a whole bunch and I think Winnipeg's the best example, Bob. You and I have agreed all year they have a deeper set of forwards than the Edmonton Oilers have, and they should have a better goalie than the Edmonton Oilers have. And what's Edmonton? Five and two against Winnipeg this year? Yep. You know, they've, the, they've the already numbers, won the. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the numbers in that, in that matchup, like, uh, we're wrong. You know, you and me said Winnipeg's deeper and have better goaltending. The only problem is Edmonton usually wins when they play. So, you know, we, I think it's time to start to figure out why that happens rather than look at the orders and try to figure out why they're not as good as their records. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're going to take a quick time out for two and a half minutes more with Mark Spector for the horses and Horse Racing Alberta. You're listening to Winners Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Welcome back, everybody. We're having, at least I'm having minor difficulties with our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. At some point, I'll get Brendan to jump in here and uh, provide us a little bit of perspective from the fans. Uh, we asked the question, do you have a problem with Leon Dreisettle using a stick to create space? Colin sent me a text. He says, Bob, not one bit. That's hockey. Last night was incredible. I'll have a lot uh, I'll have lots more of that, uh, please. Uh, that one comes to us from Colin. Bob Stoffer with you today, along with Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. The horses remain in training. They continue receiving the utmost in care. Stay safe, and we'll see you at the races when it's safe to do so. Mark, uh, I don't know if we can pencil in our potential playoff matchups. Um, you know, Calgary and Vancouver... Uh, are going to be hard. Vancouver was a wonderful story the other night against uh, uh, the Maple Leafs. It needs to be stated. Brayden Holtby basically stood on his head. According to to, to, to uh, sports club stats, they have the Oilers at 99.9% chance of making the playoffs. They, By the way, they have Toronto and Winnipeg in, even though Edmonton's got a higher winning percentage than uh, Winnipeg. They got the Canadians at 883 they got Vancouver at 7.1. They got the Flames at 4.7. Mark, I'm going to put get you to put your uh, prognosticator's hat on. Uh, can we take Calgary and Vancouver out of it here? Do we have our top four? Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was giving up on Calgary a little while ago. They just no. They don't have a team that can that is going to win at an 800 clip, which they need to do to make the playoffs. So, no, Calgary's done. Vancouver's done. It's it's the top four is the top four and. You know, if I'm an Edmonton fan here, I would be sort of looking at how my team stacks up against Montreal, against Winnipeg, and against Toronto. All right. Well, right now, if uh, the playoffs started, it would be um, Toronto and Montreal, Edmonton and Winnipeg. I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> I really do. Um, yeah. Do you think? The, do you think? Like, if Carey Price is a hundred percent, can the Canadians beat the Leafs? In your opinion? Well, they can, you know, what we've seen is they have the ability to play this game we watched last night that that was beat Edmonton the first four out of five and and through 50 minutes last night had a blanket on them. So that, yes, you know, I guess I want to say to you, have the Leafs seen that game enough this year? Have we seen them overcome it? I haven't watched the Leafs play Toronto. I'm sure I have, but I can't really remember, frankly. So, you know, Edmonton, I think the good, good thing for Edmonton is this. They played Toronto a whole bunch. I know they lost those three, but the rest of the time they've been really, really close games. And they can clearly play and beat Toronto, no question in our mind, the 5-2 and two against Winnipeg. The team, Bob, that we questioned is Montreal. They were 4-1. and one. Last night, Edmonton made some strides. They get to play them again tomorrow night. They get two more. 
by the time the regular season's done, if the Oilers can beat the Habs a couple more times here, they're going to go into the playoffs and say, I don't care who we play. We can beat all these teams. And that, to me, is a team going well into the playoffs with nobody in front of them where they go, oh, boy, I hope we don't play that team. I don't think that team exists for Edmonton. We're going to courtesy, because uh, we do, uh, the guy that provided us with the numbers on this. We had Marco Town, uh, Antoine go down yesterday, spec uh, from the Athletic. Yeah. Great guy. Good guy. Uh, yeah. no and he's, he's a big fan of Brendan Gallagher's. The yeah. Montreal Canadiens yeah. with last night's loss dropped to 27 40 and 5 without Gallagher in the lineup uh, when he's been injured over the last five or six seasons. That is a 409 winning percentage. He got hurt against you. They can't, like I think they've got like 12 goals in their last eight games. It's like you look at this Montreal team. They can generate a bit on the back end. They got guys like uh, Weber and Petrie. I mean, I think Weber's got more goals than any other defenseman in the league. More career goals than anybody else. Uh, Petrie's amongst the top five in goals this year. You know, they got Toffoli and Anderson that are scoring. But they got a couple guys that are having, like Jonathan Duran's got two goals all season spec, four this year for Deneau's a free agent. Tatar's a useful player. Like, they should score more than they do. They can obviously yeah. defend. But that number, a 409 winning percentage without Gallagher in the lineup, is it too simple to say they're a different team when they don't have him? Well, the numbers are telling you it is. You know, I wonder how a team like Montreal – with it, you know, I don't look. You know, they're a little weaker down the middle than their opponents here in the north. But I, I wonder why it is no one scoring here, right? Yeah, Foley had a bunch of goals. He's not scoring a lot right now. This team isn't scoring enough goals. There's just no doubt about it, and they're quite concerned. The talk in Montreal is they got to bring up Cole Caulfield, but the problem in Montreal is they've already used up three of their four call-ups, Bob. Uh, which you get between the trade deadline and the end yeah. of the season. So they don't know if they want to burn that last call up on Caulfield, but they need some goals. And so I, I guess I'll ask you, maybe we've got a team that, you know how teams toggle back and forth between trying to play well defensively, but finding that they can't play really solid defense and get enough offense to score. And that's what I saw in Montreal last night. They played great defensively for most of the game, but they didn't generate much while they were doing it. And maybe when they try to generate more, they're going to loosen up defensively. I wonder if that's the fight they're fighting right now in Montreal. Well, I, I think anybody in Canada is capable of beating anybody in Canada. Okay, let's just establish that right now. Like, if Montreal gets the Leafs, I'm the guy that picked the Leafs to beat Boston. Like, and you know what? If Cadre stays in the series, in maybe either they vote, maybe they do. Right. So it's a pretty good player. That was a second line center for them at that time. Um, you know, I don't want to dismiss Toronto. Toronto's got a good team. They're deep. There's no question about that. They've added some veteran experience. But the one thing I've noticed with the Leafs is the teams that have laid it to them physically, they've had, like, when Ottawa picked up the physical intensity, Toronto had some challenges with that. Montreal can do that as well. Montreal has the ability to do that. And Montreal has Carey Price. And I'm not, like... If Kerry Price is better than anything Toronto has, Bob, right now. Right. And so I, I'm just – and then Winnipeg-Edmonton to me is – I know the Oilers have gone 5-2 and two against the Jets. The Jets are the reigning Vezina Trophy winner. I think most pundits would pick the Jets to win that series. Yep. And, uh, you know, the Oilers have a marginally – the Jets have one more point in the standings right now. They've played one more game. So – uh, I think it's going to be awesome. It's yeah, going to be pretty awesome. Even teams. The thing, the, the, you know, Toronto, if Toronto had a goalie, uh, then to me they would be favorites in the North, and I would just 
put him down as the favorite, and you got to try to knock him off. That whole thing that they built in Toronto, and I think they built a, you know, I think Dubas has done a good job. He's got a nice team, got everything, most of his bases covered. But with Frederick Anderson not playing, they're they're goaltending. They are the goalies. Like Jack Campbell's never won a playoff series. Jack Campbell has been a nice little ad here, and he had a hot run, but he's gone back to sort of looking like a, a bit of a backup. And guess guess I, what? Do Mark? I want to go to war with Jack Campbell right now? Guess what, Mark? So. Frederick Anderson's never won a playoff series either. Well, there's that, and he's not healthy, and he hasn't been healthy, and his reputation is if he's not right, he can't play at all. So I guess my point is this. We all know hockey. It doesn't matter how good your team is. You can have one of the best teams in the league. If you can't count on your goaltending, and if your goaltending lets you down in the playoffs, you won't win four you know, and get through the series. You, you can't win with – you can win with B goaltending sometimes, but you can't win with C and D goaltending, and I'm not sure that's not what the Leafs have right now. When we come back in the second hour of the show uh, for Horse Racing Alberta, Mark Spector and myself will discuss development of prospects – and the development in soccer after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.